So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. Ryder behind the net. Zabavich head in front. Panarin to D'Angelo. He shoots, blocked in front, rebound, SCORE! the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Morning After Podcast. I am Adam Gold. We'll be joined by Alec Campbell in just a couple of minutes. Uh, take a deep breath, everybody. The Hurricanes were beaten by Henrik Lundqvist again. That goal you heard was the second of two Mika Zibanejad goals. He now has 11 in his 24-game career against the Hurricanes. He essentially is Sidney Crosby when he sees the Canes. Anyway, uh, 5-3 the final. Uh, Carolina didn't play a poor game. They made too many mistakes, uh, which ultimately ended up behind James Reimer. So we'll talk about a bunch of things. Anyway, this is the first... uh, Kane's Corner podcast we've had in a while. I guess the last one was after the Florida game. We didn't do one after the debacle in Toronto, and frankly, I don't even want to talk about it, but it was uh, a wild game. The Hurricanes really probably never deserved to uh, to win the game, and then they shouldn't have lost it. Either way, um, if you like the morning after podcast, you like the Kane's Corner podcast, do me a favor, uh, subscribe to it. This way it shows up in your feed automatically. You don't have to ask whether or not there's going to be one. There's almost always going to be one. Uh, and the only time there probably won't will be some certain afternoon games like Monday for the 2 o'clock game in Toronto. They were just, uh, hey, look, uh, we had things going on, right? We all have lives. Anyway, um, so if you like it, subscribe to it, rate it, uh, if you will, and Give me your feedback. You know, how do you, uh, what do you want to hear? Uh, so we'll try to be as accommodating as possible. I'm kind of an accommodating person. But this game, unfortunately for the Hurricanes, was all about their mistakes. Were there enough scoring chances on Henrik Lundqvist? Absolutely. Uh, the Hurricanes had tons of chances to score, especially in the first period. Uh, but... When you make a lot of mistakes and you commit penalties, and right now the pal- the penalty kill is a little bit of a funk, ultimately those things are going to cost you. And the Hurricanes were two out of four on the penalty kill, and they were two out of four in the penalty kill in Toronto, uh, and they were, what, two out of three in the penalty kill, I think, against, uh, against Florida. And ultimately, that's the, the story of the game. Uh, too many mistakes at the blue line, poor decisions, bad passing, uh, and untimely penalties, and that that ultimately dooms you, uh, especially when you're playing against a goaltender 
who A, is going into the Hall of Fame regardless of what he's done against the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, but B, he's been more successful against the Hurricanes than he has against any other team in his NHL career. Does it coincide with the worst of the Hurricanes franchise? Yes, Uh, but last two years, he's been great against Carolina, and Carolina's been pretty good. So Henrik Lundqvist is simply that good. But too many mistakes, a penalty kill that is kind of dried up, uh, and defense, which has, and this is not on the defensemen for the most part, this is team defense, team defense that has allowed 17 goals in the last three games. We'll be talking to uh, Alec Campbell, uh, your uh, your able-bodied Stormwatch and Aftermath host in just a little bit uh, about this. But uh, the game got off to a good start for Carolina. Uh, Lucas Walmark early in the first, and you thought, well, maybe it's going to be a different story. Clearly no eggnog for you during the break, saying Capo Caco with no problem. <laughs> Debo Terpinen to the slot. Walmart scores! Lucas Walmart gets a beautiful pass from Tabo Terpinen. Walmart now has points in five consecutive games. Sparkling pass from Terpinen and Walmart. Sweet on sweet. Quick release. Uh, look, it was a great pass from Terpinen. Carolina was in, a, in the middle of a line change. Terpinen was the first forward onto the ice. Uh, super pass to Walmart. That shot did go off uh, Jacob Truba's skate, just kind of glanced uh, and looked like it beat uh, Lundqvist um, outside of his right pad. Uh, but it was one nothing, and you thought Carolina was going great and they got the next two power plays and they didn't get anything out of them. Uh, power play overall was pretty good tonight, uh, but I didn't think the first two were very good. Uh, and then Carolina took a penalty, and then Mika Zibanejad scored hit the first of his two power play goals uh, on the night, and that ultimately started a straight stretch of four straight goals by the Rangers. Last two games, the Canes have allowed at least three straight goals three times. They allowed three in a row and five in a row against, was it five in a row? maybe four in a row against Toronto. No, Kane scored five in a row. Uh, They allowed three in a row, then four in a row to Toronto, and they allowed four in a row by the Rangers who turned a 1-0 deficit into a 4-1 lead. You heard the second Sabanajad power play goal uh, at the beginning, uh, but he also scored earlier in the game and made it 1-1. There was a devastating... Uh, moment for Carolina when it was still 2-1 Rangers. Hurricanes got a power play opportunity and it looked like Sebastian Ajo had scored a goal uh, and it kind of a greasy one at that, uh, but it was challenged for offside and Eric Hall's skate was off the ice before Tavo Teravainen had brought the puck into the offensive zone. So that goal was waved off. Not too far, uh, not too much later, the Rangers made it uh, 3-1, they would tack on a goal to make it 4-1. Again, the goal you heard before Brett Pesci kind of brought everybody uh, to kind of like give you some hope with a goal late in the second. To the near boards, Brock McGinn just shoves it out the center. 
Knocked down by Fox. Carried in by Walmart. Two on one. Across it goes. Pesci scores! Brett Pesci set up beautifully on a two on one. The pass from Lucas Walmart. And Pesci. And his old neck of the woods makes no mistake, and the Canes are down by two. Continues to go. McGinn works it up the wall. Martin makes a critical play to draw Fox. And Lucas Walmart skate to stick and then elevation via the saucer to Brett Pesci. And Pesci knows he's got to get it to the net quickly. Yeah, and uh, the Hurricanes took that momentum and scored right away in the third. Sebastian Ajo making it 4-3, a minute 40 in, and you thought, well, maybe. On the glove side of Lundquist off the glass, Edmondson, side of the goal, Ajo, off D'Angelo, stopped by Lundquist. Now terrifying it. Little friendly fire off Tony D'Angelo. Edmondson shot stopped by Lundquist. The rebound, scores! The Canes get to it. It's Sebastian Ajo. And this one will count. Talked about between periods to be able to make this thing happen in the third. One. Get one early. This thing isn't even two minutes old, the third period. Two. Your top players have to be top dogs. And Sebastian Ajo is your all-star of last season. Yeah, the problem is that two and a half minutes later, Sebastian Ajo took a bad penalty. Uh, and while it didn't allow lead to a Rangers goal, Hurricanes penalty kill looked vintage in that sequence. Ultimately, Carolina never regained control of the game. And after they had so much momentum coming out of that goal to make it 4-3, you could almost feel the inevitability that Carolina was going to come all the way back. Uh, and then with, I don't know, seven minutes left, a little bit less, uh, the Rangers iced it. Looking it out. Brett Pesci, Panarin after it. Panarin centers. Yeah, that was it right there. Unfortunately, Joel Edmondson had a tough night. He lost uh, track of where Ryan Strom was. Superb pass from Artemi Panarin. And that was all she wrote. Hurricanes got a late power play. Uh, even halfway through, pulled James Reimer, but Carolina could not crack Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll take a very brief breath, and then we'll come back, and we'll have Alec Campbell to uh, help us sort through all of this. All right, we turn to Alec Campbell here. We've played some highlights. We're going to hear a clip from Sebastian Ajo and Jacob Slavin in just a couple of minutes from after the game. Um, is it as simple? Like, I don't think they lost this game based on poor special teams, although the penalty kill uh, isn't, uh, is certainly is not clicking at this point. Uh, is it as simple to say that Carolina played well enough to win were it not for their mistakes? Because this this sort of reminds me of that stretch where uh, playing well, getting a bunch of shots, getting a lot of scoring chances, but the mistakes that they make at the at the wrong times end up behind their goaltender. Yeah, I think that's that's it. I mean, I didn't love this. Like, I didn't like this game as much as other games where I feel like we can say the same thing. I liked the start to the game. I thought, oh man, we're gonna we got a we got a pretty pretty good squad tonight. It looks like, 
based on the way they started the game. And like they got a great chance on the very first shift. Yeah. But I think if you look at the, if you look at it on paper, yeah, you'll see the special team and you'll go, okay, over five on the power play, you probably get one with five chances on the power play. The penalty kill has cooled off significantly. So I think if you didn't watch the game and you looked at that, you would go, yeah, special teams was definitely the difference. And the PK, again, has not been good lately. I think they've given up now six goals over the last three games. Yeah. Six power play goals. But I didn't think the power play was all that bad tonight. I no. thought it was okay. The first one was a little bit sleepy, but I thought it got better as the game went along. They got 14 shots on power plays tonight. So that's pretty good. They were creating chances. But, yeah, man, I think that this team has been somewhat prone to the odd man rush, even at the beginning of the season. And they cleaned it up a little bit on that road trip, but it has kind of reared its head at times. But the Hurricanes were getting good enough goaltending to back that up. And I think part of it is the style of play that they employ with the defensemen being so active offensively. I mean, by that alone, you're going to give up a lot of odd man rushes. But tonight, it just mm-hmm. felt like it. they came and came and came. I mean, it just there were so many of them tonight that eventually you're going to give up goals. And especially when you're talking about Kreider, Panarin, Zibanejad, all of which had multi-point games tonight. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think if you boil it down, it was about the mistakes – thought the five on five was pretty good for the hurricanes tonight, but at some point, you know, you got to capitalize on your power plays. If you do get them, you know, they got one of them, one goal called back, which was unfortunate and they didn't get strong enough goaltending to withstand. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think there were any, uh, there were, there weren't any bad goals on James Reimer. There's no, there, there were no goals tonight that Reimer, well, may I, I I'm going to take that back. Uh, I thought maybe the third goal, uh, that Reimer was too passive when there were three Rangers and only Brett Pesci back. I don't understand how three Rangers beat the hurricanes down the ice. Uh, and then, uh, Philip Heedle just kind of, stood with the puck on top of the crease at that point, Reimer just too passive. And that kind of, maybe that's the only sequence that he would like back. Uh, but Carolina was, uh, just to go back to the mistakes. Um, the, uh, the second goal, Joel Edmondson with a, a poor decision, uh, kind of pinching in with no forward help behind him, uh, because there shouldn't have been any forward help behind him, uh, based on where the puck was uh, and that ends up in an odd man rush. And that was a great play by Zibanejad to fake the shot and kind of uh, get Pesci to commit. Uh, and then he slid the pass across to Kreider for an easy goal. Uh, and then the other, another situation where the, uh, at the blue line, Jake Gardner ends up taking a penalty uh, when he misplays a puck at the blue line. And ultimately, that became the Zibanejad power play goal that made it 4-1. He had both power play goals tonight. And he's got 11 goals in 24 career games against the Hurricanes. He is essentially Sidney Crosby against Carolina. Uh, Zibanejad's a wonderful player. I mean, I, I do believe he scored the, uh, the center ice goal on Scott Darling uh, when Darling had the E goalie uh, when he couldn't catch the puck in the air. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, I just I just go I, I look at the way this game played out, and to me, it was just uh, there were just too many mistakes made by Carolina that allowed the Rangers, as Sebastian Ajo said, uh, and we'll I'll let you hear this clip in a second, where they just kind of made it too easy on the Rangers to score the goals. The Rangers didn't need a greasy goal tonight because uh, so many of the players were so beautiful. Uh, but you mentioned the power, the penalty kill. Um, over a 17-game stretch, they killed 56 out of 60. And in the last five, they've only killed 11 out of 19. The last three, five out of 11. Uh, and the last three being the losses, that's the difference. And, um, you know, their penalty kill had been so great. But I think Jordan Stahl said it after the Florida game. We put so much pressure on it uh, that it just kind of maybe you wore it out. Now, I don't know if you you can wear out a penalty kill. I think you get some, uh, you get some good luck, you get some bad luck. Uh, but right now, they're, uh, they're not able to overcome um, those mistakes. And doesn't, doesn't this get back to what Rod has said a lot about this team in the past? Is that, you know, they're a skilled team. And I th- I'm, I'm not sure he used the term pretty. I think you and I have. Uh, but they're a skilled team. And he said, skill doesn't win in this league. And right. right now, if they're not, if if they clean up the mistakes, they're hard to beat. But right. if you have the mistakes and you can't erase them eventually, it's too hard to score six goals a game and win. Right, I I agree with that. Um, a couple of things. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily mean to to pile on James Reimer. I'm just saying that if you get if you are if you are facing odd man rushes and breakaways all night. That means you have to come up with like 10 bell save after 10 bell save. Mm-hmm. And where on some nights they have gotten that from those guys, it's just not going to happen all the time. And so my point just being on that front that you have to get great goaltending if that's going to be the case. And they didn't get that tonight. Um, and that's, that's not necessarily to bag on him because right. it's impossible to continue to make those saves over and over. You shouldn't have to do that. Um, but the only way to mitigate that is if the goaltender's able to come up with all right. those saves. Um, so that, that, that's my only point about the goaltending. Um, you know, it's funny the, the way this team plays and Brian LeBlanc brought this up to me in the storm watch from Kane's country. Mm-hmm. You, and I brought it up to Forslund after the game too. You don't see many run-of-the-mill wins for this team. Like, you don't see any, like, just a 2-1, 3-1 win where there are few mistakes. There's It's kind of – it's almost like a boring game a little bit. And uh, the Canes, you know, walk away with a win, like a, cl- a, a close win. You know, you don't see many of those. They're all, like, sort of dramatic one way or the other. They're either, like, you know, someone – or two, two or three guys with flashes of brilliance, you know, on a night in like a six, three win or something like that. Or you get a game like tonight where there are eight goals or, you know, something like that. So it's, it's a little extreme the way they win and lose. Um, but yeah, I think they have to figure out a way if they can just get marginally better, because at this point, you're not going to change you who you are completely. You just have to get marginally better 
in the areas where you're not that good, and that will go a long way. I think for this team, it's those defensive mistakes that allow these odd man rushes and things like that. And if they can clean up some of that stuff, even just a little bit. I mean, you can't. At one point tonight, Forsen said it on the broadcast. There have been five odd man rushes tonight, yeah. four of them for New York. I mean, it just can't happen that often. So at some point, if they can just look at the weaknesses, get marginally better in those areas, I think that'll take them a long way. Yeah, it's interesting is that for the most part, you can go back to the game, the win at Tampa um, where – they started. They they started to uh, to minimize those gaffes that they were making, and that was prevalent all the way through. I mean, they they were taking too many penalties. We've kind of uh, been belaboring that point, uh, but for the most part, there weren't the silly mistakes that they made that they've really made the last two games. Uh, I mean, Toronto was a pond hockey game. Uh, which yeah. was it was interesting because they were they were getting blown out and then all of a sudden they had a two goal lead twice uh, and then they fell apart um, and I don't I mean I don't even know how to explain what that game was about uh, but the last but that one and this one were just uh, just mistake prone I don't even think yeah. their game against Florida was bad I think they were just beaten by a great goaltending performance in Chris Dreger that night and the Carolina was probably the better team. Uh, over yeah. the Panthers and just lost the game, uh, which is going to happen. Um, Lunkvist. I know this is going to sound like a hot take. I didn't even think Henrik was the Rangers' best player tonight. I mean, Lunkvist made a bunch of saves, and he made some really good saves. Um, but for the most part, I thought, I thought Car- Carolina missed the net on some, some great chances, um, mm-hmm. and maybe they made it too easy on Lundqvist, uh, I, I may, I don't know. I could be wrong. I just, I, the, the numbers are going to say that Lundqvist stood on his head. And yeah, I just right. I mean, if I was making a list of the Rangers best players tonight, uh, I'd probably get through, uh, three or four before I got to Hank. Yeah. I mean, you might be right. I'm not going to argue on that, but I will say that this year against the Rangers, Lundqvist is. I, I'm pretty sure had to come up with 40 plus saves. Oh yeah, in the all three in the first two games. And I think it was 39 tonight. Or right, 39 like saves tonight. Uh, the last yeah. four games against Lundqvist, uh, the Hurricanes have put at least 40 shots on goal. Yeah, yeah. that's insane. Uh, and you know the funny thing about him too is everything you read about him is that he doesn't like layoffs. He doesn't like breaks. Right. Um, that he's he's good playing a lot. He's played a ton of back-to-back in his career. Um, so I, I actually was kind of wondering, and I know the, the overwhelming numbers against Carolina are what they are. I'm not sure how much of that I – I don't know how I, – I think that's just one of those anomalies in sports. Like everyone has their, their place where somewhere, some reason they play well or some team right. they play against or whatever – I'm not sure how much you actually take out of that, but he had played the two games prior and then they went on the three day break. Yeah. He played Sunday, Monday and Georgiev has been good for them. So I kind of wondered if they would start Georgiev tonight instead of him, but (laughs) maybe that's just overthinking it way too much. (laughs) It's it's an annuity. Here's, here's his last, 
Uh, and maybe I'm being, maybe I'm holding Lunkfist to a standard that uh, only he should be held to. Uh, last 11 games now, 10 and 1, 18 goals allowed, uh, and about a 955 save percentage against the Hurricanes. He hasn't allowed four goals in a game against Carolina since March 31st of 2016. He hasn't allowed five goals in a game against the Hurricanes since January 27th of 2010. Jeff Skinner had not been drafted yet uh, at that point. That's how long it's been since he has gotten worked by um, by the Hurricanes. Um, well, I guess it was. I guess it was. Uh... It was worth that uh, that Lundquist jersey that Santa dropped off at the Gold House yeah. over it, Christmas. By the way, it's staring at me right now. Yeah, yeah I'm. Hey, Rain's boy got us. I am staring at the number thirty. Uh, by the way, the reaction I got from her when uh, uh, she loves she loves Hank. Uh, the reaction I got from her when she when it was draped over the uh, the street hockey goal that Santa also dropped off was. Uh, one of pure joy. So, uh, isn't that, <laughs> isn't, isn't that nice? Let's let, let's, let's hear from Sebastian Ajo and then Jacob Slavin. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll comment about this on the other side. Uh, we gave, uh, too many, too many, uh, easy goals for them. And, uh, you know, that's just, uh, you know, not hard enough to win against us right now. So, uh, that's, it's not like I think we like the games right there. Like uh, we played it well, well enough, and now uh, we have a lot of scoring chances. Uh, uh, the system works, obviously. Uh, you know, when, when we have a chance, we have to be a little bit sharper. And uh, you know, uh, gave uh, a couple two easy ones. Obviously, uh, Longquist always plays pretty solid against us. I feel like we had a really good chances tonight, but um, I think for the most part we played a pretty good game. But uh, there's, there's little turnovers that we have, little lapses that we have that um, end up costing us a game. And so we gotta we gotta get those out of the game and uh, figure out how to compete for a full sixty. So there you go, Sebastian Ajo, Jacob Slavin, uh, too many mistakes and uh, turnovers and competing for the full sixty. It's pretty much what we've what we've been talking about. Yeah, exactly. Get uh, get on the four check. Uh, get to the blue paint. Uh, what else? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's exactly what. I mean, yeah, I mean they're not they're not wrong. I guess. Um, I, I, I guess you know I I wasn't that upset you know with the effort so to speak. Um, the full sixty. The full sixty thing is. Like, I, I don't really like that saying a whole lot, to be honest with you, because no one plays at max effort for 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, to me, the better way to look at playing a full 60 is being able to withstand whatever push the other team gives you whenever that is, because that's part of the game, you know? And it's, it's as, it, like, all these sayings sort of, they they make it seem like the team wasn't trying to do that you know like there's not another team out there right so like it's 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 one of those sayings that i don't really like very much well it's a and it is a it is a cliche uh but i think if you take it too literally then obviously uh there are going to be ebbs and flows in the game um but for this for the second period where the rangers won this game that was where the mistakes happened. 
So, I mean, the lion's share of the mistakes happened in the second period. Uh, the right. one mistake in the, um, like, and I, we'll talk about it specifically because it's about Sebastian Ajo, uh, but for the that second period, that was where the odd man rushes were. That's where uh, Carolina lost control of this game, and I thought that maybe Brett Pesci was going to give him some life uh, and that they might be able to come out, and they got the quick goal to start the third, and I, I thought, all right, this is, a, this is the team that we saw in the first 12 to 14 minutes of the game uh, before uh, the very questionable penalty on Warren Fogle uh, gave the Rangers some life with that power play, which they scored on right away about eight seconds in. Um, but then it, it kind of bit him again early in the third, like two and a half minutes after the Yahoo goal made it four, three, he takes a bad penalty and they really never regained their footing uh, after that. That's like that just derailed them again. And so, I mean, I get your point. Um, but I think we sometimes we take the take the cliches and it's total uh, the full sixty is a total cliche, um, but we maybe take it too literally uh, because to me it was just about if they don't make the mistakes then you can survive you know the 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 play where the Rangers you know tilt the ice in their favor I mean I just to me it's it's about the uh, the mistakes that they make about maybe not uh, taking that literally. Yeah, I, I don't take it literally. Like I said, I mean, I, I, I look at it like you have to you have to overcome all the things that happen in a game. And that's what it is to me. But I I feel like anytime they lost, it's like, oh, we didn't play the full 60. Well, I mean, you, you did. You just lost the game. Um, right. It wasn't an effort thing. So I just like, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's it's, it's not a whole lot to really quibble over. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not like, but I, I didn't, I didn't hate their effort. I didn't, I thought they got chances tonight. Um, you know, just, they, they don't have the answer for Henrik Lundqvist and the Rangers in Madison square garden. I think now it's what one 15 and three in the last 19 games up there. So it's a rough go. The schedule hasn't been very friendly to them either. I don't think. No, I agree. Um, not, they're not going to use that as an excuse, even though Rod brought it up after the game tonight. But I mean, it stinks too because they're they're not good inside the division. Well, they, I believe we're two six and one or two seven and one tonight. Two, two seven, seven and one, and they lost their last six Metropolitan Division games: three yeah. to the Rangers, one of those was to the Devils. Right, and, and the Pens won tonight, and they have a game in hand. And Washington won tonight, and they're, you know, a billion points ahead of everybody. Yeah. And now the Hurricanes have to travel home on an airplane tonight and play again tomorrow or yep. Saturday night um, against the best team in the league, basically. So here's the next five Caps, Montreal, Caps, Tampa, Philly. Those are the next yeah. five games for Carolina, and they've lost three straight. Yeah, not great, Bob. <laughs> uh, and then, by the way, Arizona playing much better. They come in after that. And then the Kings uh, on uh, Hartford Whalers night finish off this seven-game homestand. They have seven at home. Then they're on the road at Washington and Columbus before coming back to play five more at home. Essentially, from Saturday night against the Capitals. So by the time people listen to this, it's probably tonight against the Capitals. Um, all the way through the entire month of January. We're going to figure out if the Hurricanes are a playoff team 
uh, and not if they're a playoff team, if they're a dangerous playoff team. This is going to test everything they've got. All right, uh, we'll do this again tomorrow night. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Alec Campbell. And uh, sleep well. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, although it's not New Year yet, so maybe I'll just rescind that part. It'll be like the overturned goal uh, that the Hurricanes had taken away. Not New Year, not New Decade. Exactly. I'm glad you're on board with that. <laughs> All right, man. All right, later. Boy, we droned on and on and on about the game. It's very disappointing. Carolina loses it 5-3. to three. Uh, they will play against Washington later on this evening at PNC Arena, the first of seven straight at home. Capitals tonight, Saturday night. Uh, Montreal, New Year's Eve. The Capitals again on the third. Tampa comes in. The Flyers come in. Then it's uh, Arizona and the Kings. There's a couple of West Coast teams come in. Uh, but the Hurricanes got to start winning some home games and start getting back uh, on the in the winning side because this could get out of hand very, very quickly. Uh, and Tampa's eventually going to be a playoff team, and you don't know what Montreal and teams like that are going to do uh, on the other side. All right, so uh, thank you again uh, for joining us here in the Morning After podcast. Remember, subscribe, rate it, let me know your feedback. Uh, we'd be uh, happy to entertain you any way, shape, or form. Uh, so with all that said, good night. Good morning. Bye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.